Hello, welcome to the Toasted Buns podcast. I'm Tracy. And I'm Hope. And, and we're, we're the, the Toasted, Toasted Buns. Buns. Hey, Hope. Yeah, it's Tracy. What do you have for breakfast this morning? Well, I have a new thing where I've actually started eating breakfast. Oh, congratulations. Even it, yeah, even if it requires getting to work a minute or two later, I've decided that I have to eat before I leave the house or it's not going to happen. Good for you. So I've started making breakfast burritos at home. I love a breakfast yes. burrito. Awesome. Yeah, I love breakfast burritos. I actually make a lot of Mexican breakfast. It's one of my favorite things to make. Like if I'm going to have friends over for breakfast, which I like to do, Mm-hmm. I usually make a Mexican breakfast or I make like a hash because I like to go to the farmer's market in the morning and then I'll get like whatever's available and turn it into a hash. Awesome. With some You can't go wrong eggs. with a hash. Yeah, with some like poached eggs probably or maybe sunny side up eggs. Depends on what I'm feeling. The thing moment. about eggs, which we can talk about in a minute, is there's a million ways to cook them and everybody has their own personal preference. Yeah. Uh, lately, I've really been into cooking them um, soft boiled. My friend who lives in Spain and who I met in New York, Lo Sampadian. Hi. Hey. Um, yeah, you know her. <laughs> yeah. She got me into them and taught me how to do it. And I cook it for like five minutes. How long do you cook it for? Eggs. Like a soft boiled egg? Um, I don't really cook eggs that much. I know there's like different temperatures and different amounts of minutes. Like some people like want their 10 minute hard boiled eggs. Some people want their eight minute egg. Um. Well, I love breakfast, personally. <laughs> um, well, good. It's the most important meal of the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like I really love, loved going out for brunch, but I don't really do it that often because it's always so crowded in these cities that we live in, like New York and L.A. Like, it's brunch is such a hot thing. And you have to, like, I know people think you don't have to make reservations. <coughs> they can just be a group of, like, 10 girls and wander in and think they're going <clears> to <throat> get a reservation. But, like, no. It's not lame. Make a reservation if you want to go out to brunch. That's yeah. the way it is. Um, so I was doing some research for brunch spots for this episode, and I came across a couple episodes about the place called The Exchange. Yep. That's like the best place to brunch in LA The Exchange has right a now. great brunch. Wow. And one of the things I will say, like, that I like working there about that, that brunch program is that it's not like every other brunch not necessarily in the city or, you know, New York or whatever, but I feel like a lot of brunches are just like they call it in, they phone it in, they don't really care about what's on the menu. You know, it's like eggs are easy, eggs can just be thrown together. I feel like it's very uninspired at a lot of restaurants, and that's why I think that ours is very special. And we do and put a lot of thought into the dishes. What Could you give me some examples? Because I haven't been there for brunch. Um, no, we have an amazing breakfast burrito. It's probably the best one. Oh, yeah? I've ever had, yeah. Why? What's different about it? Well, what's different about it is that we make homemade bread for the breakfast burrito. So, you make homemade yes, bread. Yes, I make homemade bread. And our special breads at brunch are very time-consuming, but they're all wonderful and something that we all, you know, take great pride in. But we make our tortilla for the burrito. Wow. So basically, you make a dough that's, like, really, really, really thin and stretchy. Out of what? Um, Flour and... Flour, water, no yeast, uh... Flour, water, sugar, and salt. Wow, okay. And you make this dough, and it stretches out very, very thin. And then once you have, like, a translucent rectangle, kind of like a large sheet of phyllo, but, like, it's stretchier. Then you roll it up, like, into a snake, and then tie it into knots, and then let the knots sit, and then you roll it out. And then you have your homemade tortilla that we wow, have. Wow. But there's also all these flaky layers from all the different folds and knots that we make. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. It is amazing. Uh, oh, and sorry, it's sheeted with butter, too, before we roll it up and tie well, all the knots course, and everything. Of course, That's you can't why it's have even anything without butter <laughs> at brunch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
what else? Uh, pastries? Do you make a lot of pastries for brunch? Then? No, no. I mean, I don't have to. It's not something that, like, we need. I feel like we have enough, like, the specialty breads kind of, like, carry on with that. Yeah. And jams? Um, yeah, we do. We make homemade jam. Uh, the jam goes on the straw, or on the pancakes that we make at the restaurant as well, which are amazing. But, um, yeah, jam depending on whatever fruit we happen to. So you make the pancakes or is that a different? I don't. Yeah, that's <laughs> a different thing. I've been eating a lot of pastries for this, yeah. for this podcast as well because we are talking about pastries and breakfast and, and brunch and coffee shops. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, my personal, I lately for breakfast, I have been neutrabulleting it up with any vegetable yeah. I can have. Yeah, I'm completely addicted and I definitely have one of those in the morning. And, but like, otherwise, I like to eat, you know, like a real brunch. Like, I love brunch because you can eat a burger for breakfast and there's nothing wrong with that. There's ever. no rules at brunch <laughs> except for modifications. That's something I will get into. But, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, tell, well, I mean, what do you, what do you mean? What does that mean? Just um, for me, I have a totally different view on brunch because it's hard for me to go out to brunch and enjoy myself because I think of it like as like coming from the point of view of somebody who works brunch. And I know like for a lot of cooks, for a lot of chefs, like brunch is something they don't like to do. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, like whoever's cooking brunch was most likely up late last night cooking, you know, the dinner for the restaurant and people are tired. People are some of them are hungover. And then I feel like a lot of restaurants, too, like the staff will like spend all their energy making like amazing like entrees for dinner or amazing lunch specials. But brunch will be just kind of like it's easy something to that's something like, together. Th- yeah, yeah, thrown together. As a and waitress, it was the worst shift to work also. Always. Because people come in and they don't understand or respect. They think with brunch, there's no rules. And they want modifications on everything, and they're rude to the waitresses. And Well, they also want lots of liquids. There's also always going to be a coffee, a water, and then probably some sort of juice or beverage. So as a waitress, that's like a lot <laughs> of stuff to carry around. How do you fit everything on the table? You're going back and forth. You're getting – if you're working in a place that's bottomless mimosas, you're not making more tips for all those times that you're mm-hmm. going back and forth to fill their glass up with crappy alcohol. And then they get drunk. So – yeah. And you have to deal with that. <laughs> so it's not fun. Play, it's not a fun event to work, but I think it's a really fun event to attend brunch. And yes, I am calling brunch an event because I think in L.A. and New York City on Sunday and Saturday, brunch is an event. And today I stopped by um, Lodge Bread Company, which we are I'm going so to get. We're going to get into and talk about for sure, of course. <clears throat> but more more than once I heard people say, Oh man, you cannot get in here on the weekends. There are lines out the door. Don't even bother. And I'll, I was having the most lovely time. It was so calm and chill. And I think I might have been the only woman in there. It was like <laughs> amazing. Um, I was about to ask if you sat outside, but it's so cold today. Yeah, it's <laughs> really cold in Los Angeles right now. And it actually rained last night. So it's almost like the end of the world here. Yeah. It was very quiet and it was very cozy. And I didn't sit outside and I loved it. I watched all those men make bread. I do it too. God, they are sexy. Yeah. Hey, Lodge, um, we'll be <laughs> tagging you and talking about you. And um, I mean, I guess we could just go straight into it. We both are huge fans of Lodge. Yeah, um, my favorite bread in this whole city that I've had so far. I absolutely love Lodge. <sighs> I do too. And that I had eaten there before, but I had never, I mean, I had eaten food from there, but I'd never eaten there. And the first time that I went there, it was just, it was half the size that it is now. They didn't have tables 
They redid the whole thing right recently. Yeah, yeah, and it's so cute, and I really enjoyed. It's like retro there. looking, and has a little outdoor seating area. Yeah, and uh, brick oven pizza, right? Mm-hmm. And homemade sourdough bread. That's I think f- everything in the whole restaurant's naturally leavened. Yes, and it's amazing, and you could tell everything is made with love. Um, I had the hummus with the pita bread, and the pita bread is like light and fluffy and just like fantastic and I'm pretty sure they probably use the same exact dough for the pita and the pizza I and so I know too. the pizza is amazing I didn't get a pizza just because I was by myself and I I don't know we did a pizza episode recently <laughs> yeah so you don't need it anymore. I wasn't quite ready for some pizza and um I went there once I did and... get a salad too yeah I went, yeah and it, the salad was my first couple of bites I was like oh, this was a mistake but it kept getting better and better what and it was inspiring it, it was so it had like labne yogurt on the bottom. Um, and then it had like beautiful red leaf lettuce, which I just got at the farmer's market. Nice. It had roasted beets, these like tiny little oranges that were so sweet and like roasted uh, pumpkin seeds mm. and fresh dill. And it was just really good. Good mix of like so everything they use there is fresh. And- yeah, it was so good. And... I didn't, it was huge portions. I couldn't eat all of it, anything. That just reminded me. I went there once and I got a slice of the, um, the like apple loaf or pound cake or whatever it was in their pastry case because they have like everything. I've heard everything there is amazing. Yeah. And um, it had like millet, like the grain, like in it. So it had like little crunchy bites when you were biting into it that were like unexpected. Um, I just had an unexpected pastry uh, from Sugar Bloom Bakery at Alfred. And it had um, miso in it. It was really, really delicious, but different. There's a lot of that. I know stuff Lodge going does miso chocolate chip. I think my coworker <sighs> said they were good. Lodge, they have their cinnamon bun thing. Have you ever had that? I haven't. It's really good. It's, it's huge, like, right? It's huge, and it's like six dollars, and it's dense. I didn't get it this time. I probably should have, but I. It's really good. I love it. One of my things is I was going to ask you like. Where has a good cinnamon roll? For me, I feel like cinnamon rolls like are impossible to find a good one. Lodge Bread Company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that question's answered. And then answered there's then. Uh, Freestone Bakery in, in uh, Sonoma County. It's only open on the weekends, and oh. they also only use like fresh ingredients that are grown from around there. And you walk in, and it says like, "We're looking for Meyer lemons. If your trees are blooming and you have too many." Oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And it's next to a farm. It's, they have a really good cinnamon roll that is also weighs like five pounds. And you have to, it's not a, it's like a cinnamon loaf. Yeah. It's a whole cake. Sounds pretty. All right. Um, yeah. But I mean, generally, I'm not like a super sweet breakfast type of girl. I, I like more savory breakfast. What about you? I'm trying to think. It's been so long since I actually uh, went out to a brunch. But yeah, I feel like. Sweet things, like, while they're good, they're not going to, like, fill me up. And, like, when I go out to brunch, yeah. I want to, like, I want to be filled up. Like, I'm going to get, like, a, you know, a sandwich. Or like, you mentioned a burger earlier. Or, yeah. like, even I'll do omelets if they seem interesting. Or if there's any other thing that's somewhat interesting or new, I will usually try that. Yeah. I just tried a really a new place uh, for brunch in Outwater Village that was very good. It's called Momed. Yeah, I've and never heard of it. What is it? I had never heard of it either. Again, it was just like, you know, doing a little Googling, researching about where I should eat brunch for this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to do my homework to be of on course. the Toasted Buns <laughs> podcast. And uh, it, it came up a few times and it's 
I get, apparently there's another one in Beverly Hills. They opened in 2010, and the one in Atwater, which is where I went, is like gigantic. It's like a gutted warehouse. It looks like, oh, but cool. they've completely redone it. It's like indoor, outdoor, beautiful colors, like fresh feeling, and it's Mediterranean food. And um, I had I had eggs uh, that it was like a shushuska, mm-hmm. but it was baked with different herbs that were like green. Dill, it kind of reminded me of like, like a spinach artichoke dip. That sounds amazing, but without cheese. It wasn't so like, like a, as creamy. Okay, and then the eggs were baked in. So like I was gonna say, it was like a baked egg dish. Like yes, if you're gonna exactly. Order that, yeah, okay. yeah, with fresh bread, and we got the hummus. I had been really on a hummus kick lately, um, and that was my brunch there. And it sounds was. Like I a really, good really, brunch. really enjoyed it. Like. I, if anyone who is listening to this lives in my neighborhood or in that area, I, I would recommend Momed for brunch. And I do really – I'm looking forward to trying it for dinner. They have beautiful cocktail list. It's it's a huge place. Definitely. Like, it's I'll lovely. Check it out it's relaxing. It would probably be a good place for a date if anyone knows anyone who wants to take me on a date. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn this into yeah. a dating show as well. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> um yeah, and another thing about, I, I guess also maybe, like, I'm a little bit jaded. Like, brunch, at least here and at many places in L.A., is not as insane as it was in New York. Like, did you ever eat brunch at Five Leaves in New York? Oh, yeah. It's so yeah, the good. Line, I, the line's fucking insane Yeah, the line place. was always insane, especially on the weekends. I went and on like an squirrel. off day. I went on an off day, yeah, to Five Leaves, and I had to, like, wait for, like, a half hour to get, like, a one table, like, by myself. But there were so many people, like, waiting, like, two hours or something to try to get inside. What you remember? I got oysters. I sat oh, by myself and you, took girl. myself on a date, yes. and I drank champagne and ate oysters. Yes, yeah. high five. Yes. I think I, I got something that. else, too, but that's definitely... I want to do that soon. I like to have a martini with oysters. Yeah. Mm. Sounds good. What were yeah. you saying that I... Um, Talked over. <laughs> I don't know. I got sidetracked by the thought of the truffle flies at Five Leaves, <laughs> which I think that they're opening one. I thought that they were Are opening they? one in it LA. It seems like everything that's good in New York is coming here eventually. So yeah, I think so. Wouldn't be surprised. That's why we're here. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's see. Yeah, Momad was really good. I would re- definitely recommend that. Oh, do- are you a pancake fan? Would I you say? I like pancakes. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Griddle Cafe? No. In, La- in LA, it's pretty famous. Where is it? Have you it? ever heard of it, Hugo? The Griddle Cafe. No. It's no, on no. Sunset Boulevard, and it's it's an old diner. I should probably figure out exactly when the date was that it opened, but <laughs> like the menu is of like five pages thick, and it's all types of pancakes, and the pancakes are gigantic, you know, and it's like it's an old school diner. I think some. I'm pretty sure some famous people have worked there, but. It's very good. Have you? And they have a the, really good tuna melt. The trend online now these Japanese pancakes. Have you seen no, this? There's Japanese some restaurant pancake? in Brooklyn that like that's their famous brunch thing. So I started googling it, and um, basically you make a a batter similar to the Japanese cheesecake I was talking about a few episodes ago, where you take like your base and then fold in the egg whites. So your pancake batter is going to be like really fluffy from folding in the the meringues. And then you put that directly, like, on your griddle in, like, a little mold so that it bakes, like, straight up. It doesn't, like, slide around at all. And so it'll be, like, a thick, wog- wobbly pancake. Wobbly. Yes. It's cold or hot? It's, like, hot. Like a normal pancake. Okay. Is it, have you tried it? I haven't tried it yet, no. I mean, I know I can picture how it's done. But huh. it should be, like, all over Instagram pretty soon. That's what <laughs> my prediction is. What's it called? 
A Japanese pancake. A Japanese pancake. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I am not, again, like a huge pancake person. I like potato pancakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like scallion a pancakes I can do. Mm, yeah. Or or a potato pancake with, like, a hash. <laughs> I love fried potatoes for breakfast. I do, too. Yeah. Um, I also do, like, croissants. Do you make croissants? I don't currently, but, uh, yes. But you know how. Yes. Yeah. And is it difficult? I mean, it's it's not difficult. It's just very, like, time-consuming, and there's a lot of steps to it, and you need a sheeter in order to get it done, or you're never going to hit croissants. What's a sheeter? A sheeter is uh, a machine, basically, and you put your dough on one side. It's got, like, basically a roller in the middle. It's got a flat part on one side, another flat part on the other side. Okay. And you put your dough on it, and it'll roll the dough under the roller, so it rolls it out for you. And then you just keep pushing, like, decrease, and it'll make the dough thinner and thinner and thinner. So you'll end up with, like, a long sheet of dough. Mm -hmm. And you put your butter block in it, and then you start doing your folds. And then you you flip the dough and put it back through the machine again and again. And then, like, it'll be another thin layer. And then you With the butter in it. Yeah, the butter is already, like, enclosed at this point. Then you do more folds. And so then by the time you do this, like, a couple times, and you have to let your dough rest in between or else it's going to, like, crack. It's going to, like, be resistant. Wow. Such a skill, isn't it? And then you have to proof them the next day. And what's proofing? Proofing is uh, just basically like allowing your dough to like rise to like, it'll come to room temperature and then it'll rise. And when your dough is proofed properly, it's ready to be baked. And how do you do that at home? Um, Just a couple different ways. I've actually taken heating pads from like, you know, like you get the, the black heating pads with the beads in them that heat up and you can do that. Just don't get it too hot. You can stick it directly to the side of the bowl that'll kind of like MacGyver away to like get the bowl warm to heat your dough. Wait, so you like have made this dough, right? From the yeast and flour and egg, right? Y- yeah. And then you put a, you put a hot pad around it? If you're trying to prove... Okay. <laughs> so basically if you're going to make like dough at home yeah. or anything, like oh, say you're making a basic ass loaf of bread, okay? Okay. So basic want- ass <laughs> loaf of bread, people. Now, wait a minute. You- Let's be clear. Would it... would would the Lodge Fred Company be a basic ass loaf of bread? No, they're definitely not basic. They're amazing. <laughs> okay. But um, if your like apartment's really, really cold or you're like make, trying to make yeah, my bread. My apartment is really cold. In the middle of the winter. Well, yeah, and your hands are cold and everything's cold. Your counter, like your dough is like never, ever, ever going to rise. It's going to take like two hours or whatever. And like normally if it's like a nice like day out where it's like not hot. You've watched British Bake Off. You see how they have the proofing drawer under uh, the... I've only seen like one episode. Oh. Uh, yeah. I should watch more of that actually. Yeah, you should. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and um, if it's a nice decent day out, your bread's going to like, you know, rise up and then you can press it down and then you're going to shape it and then you can bake it. But if it's really, really cold out, you need to do something like at home to try to like give this bread a chance. Okay. And so if it's, like, really, really cold, you can take a heating pad and put it around the bowl, and that'll give it, like, a little bit of warmth to, like, give it, like, a a little lift. For how long? Until it's ready. How do you know when it's ready? Because um, it will actually rise? Yeah. It's going to have yeast in it, so the yeast is going to... You need to do this sometimes. Um, I don't know. I'm really bad at explaining things, especially no, over, I don't the, think so. over the microphone. So if you press your finger into the dough once it's risen, and it'll, like, it'll make an indentation, and it'll slowly start to fill back in, you're pretty good. Okay. If you, like, put your fingerprint in it and it, like, stays indented and it doesn't really do anything, you know, it's kind of, like, overproofed and you got to, like, deal with it right then. Or if you, like, go to press the dough and it just, like, bounces back, like, immediately, it's still really, like, kind of resistant and firm, you know you got to let 
let it go. All right. It's like pottery. I just did yeah. a pottery class. Did was, you? Yeah, it was kind of like a very similar. It's like by feel, you like start yeah. to know when to. Yeah, I was not very good at it. I'm sure you are. <laughs> um, so uh, do you make biscuits? What about that? Are you do do y'all make biscuits and is no, that a thing? Um, and... I don't have biscuits right now, but um, my go-to biscuit recipe that I will always forever love was the biscuits from Marlo and Sons in Brooklyn. Ooh, I love Marlo and Did you ever have Sons. them? I mean, probably. They're amazing. Yeah. Why? Um, I don't know. I think the secret to that is there's a lot of sugar in them. In a biscuit? Mm-hmm. Always or in Marlowe's? I don't know. I don't think always, but... Huh. Because but, I always think of a, of a biscuit as more savory. Yeah. yeah. These are very savory. They're, they're delicious, though. Yeah. yeah. It's like a hidden... And it's one of the things they sell at the cafes. They sell all, like, the egg and cheese and sausage biscuit sandwich. Yeah, or else they sell... So they good. make a lot of jam there, too, as well. And they'll use homemade jam on it. Yeah. Uh, I used to go to Diner a lot for brunch. Oh, yeah. I lived close to Diner, and they had an amazing burger. I definitely had that burger. <laughs> yeah, and they had a really good brunch, always. Like, it was always specials, you know, based on what was available mm-hmm. in season. Yeah, they were very into, like, farmer's markets and, you know, whatever butchery items they could get. Yeah, and it, you could taste it. It was so freaking good. And, like, do you think that there's a difference between, you know, like, okay, so... I did just buy some eggs at the farmer's market. I don't normally, but these were pretty affordable. And I can honestly taste a difference. And I was in Joshua Tree this summer, and I mean this winter, and we are staying on a little ranch with chickens, and the woman gave us the oh, fresh really? chickens. And they were so tasty. <laughs> do you... Do you think that matters, and is that something I mean, that y'all you think really, about? And can you I've talk about that I've never really anymore? found too much of a difference. I mean... <laughs> I'm sure if somebody gave me an egg that was, like, fresh out of a chicken, like, that day, I could probably have, a, you know, taste the difference, or I would definitely have an appreciation for it. But, like, I feel like with me, too, especially, like, if you're using eggs, like, in a product, I mean, for brunch, it's a different story. But for me, I don't really I think need a difference either way. Yeah, I, th- I was thinking that, too. Like, I, I think it's different if you're eating, like, a poached egg that... Versus, like, if the egg is mixed into a batter, mm-hmm. that it would make it that you would be able to taste a difference. Yeah, I can taste a difference, and but I'm that way with butter. I can taste the difference if I go somewhere and they use like shit butter, or if they use like good butter, oh, yeah. I can taste that like yeah. immediately. Yeah, that makes sense. It's very important. Would you say that's the most important ingredient in pastries? I don't know. It's very important, though. Yeah, you can't use cheap butter. Um. So you mentioned jam, and I know that Squirrel, mm-hmm. in, which is a restaurant in Virgil Village in Los Angeles. It's definitely um, on the way to your house, right? Yeah, it's pretty close, and I haven't been because there's always such a line. I probably should. I think today probably would have been a good day. I went day. once on an off day, and it was one of the times when I was here visiting before I came to live here. So could you tell me, tell it, our listeners um, a little bit about it's it? It's super cute. It's uh, just like a... Basically hole in the wall kind of that you order at. And then there's like a seating section to the side. But I sat outside on the sidewalk. and um, Like right on the sidewalk yeah. on Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> right on Virgil. Um, I got there right opening at 7 or 8, whenever that was too. That's probably why I got like in right away. But of course like I had. morning, 7 or 8? Yeah, yeah, right at opening. And of course I had to get the ricotta toast, which if you like look at their Instagram, it's uh, yeah, that's one harsh. of the things that gets tagged like the most. It's a huge piece of uh, brioche toast with their homemade ricotta on it and then their homemade jam in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely delicious. It's way too much for one person, I think, but, like, that's another restaurant where, like, dishes are meant to be shared, you yeah. know? They also have, like, grain bowls and salads and lots and I mean, they've got a nice selection. 
It's a big menu. Yeah, I would definitely say go there with with people and try a lot of stuff. But the jam and ricotta was delicious. Yeah. I know they, like, um, jar up their jam to sell as well. And their menu probably changes. Oh, yeah, definitely seasonally. Yeah. Yeah. I had a really good little, like, uh, coffee shop type brunch breakfast at this new new coffee shop in Echo Park called Trinity. T-R-I-N-I-T-I. It's just recently opened. And... It's really beautiful. It's right on Sunset Boulevard. And, um, like, the dishes were really unique. I had this pastry, which I had asked you about a couple days ago. I'm going to explain it to you on air, mm-hmm. and maybe you can tell me what it is. It was triangle-shaped, and it was um, a day-old brioche that had, like, the, t- the texture of a croissant, of an almond croissant, but it was cr- brioche. It's frangipan. It's a boss tuck. Okay. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> Explain you. yours and then we'll go into it. Well, that's it. That's it. Okay. There was some jam mm-hmm. in there somehow, somewhere. But other than that, that was pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what was yeah, it? It was so like, good. It's called a boss talk. It's just like we've vented in France. And um, basically boss they talk. take a day old brioche, put frangipan on it. And then um, What's this, frangipan? It's an almond like paste. Yes, kind of like marzipan, is, okay. but like oh. it's kind of similar. I've made it before, but you just like... And a KitchenAid, you know, your mixer. Use almond, uh, almond flour and... And what else? Powdered sugar. I'm trying to think of how we made it. That's cool. A couple other things, yeah. Cool. So you can do a lot of stuff with that. Huh? Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, the same thing. You know, is that what you would in... do with macaroons? Uh, oh, same kind of idea, but yeah. yeah, a little different. Okay, so frangipan. And then frangipan. They... Is that yeah. really how it's said? How it's pronounced? I don't know, there's probably some amazing French way to say it. Yeah. I don't have it. And then uh, I think it's blue. Uh, <laughs> we'll stop with the accents. <laughs> We've done enough accents in this episode. They will all hate us by the end of it. <laughs> I definitely cannot do a French one. <laughs> they Sorry. soak it in something, probably simple syrup, and then they bake it. And it yes. kind of like yes. forms like a hard sugary crust yeah. almost. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it was. Tell me the name of it one more time. <laughs> Bostock. Bostock. B-O-S-T-O-C-K, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. It was freaking amazing. Yeah. Do you like those? I had one them? once and it really wasn't anything that blew me away, but like if you had a good one, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that this was one amazing. was really good. And and then we had so we had some grits and they were so unique. Like they were made I think they were made with some sour cream in there. Oh yeah. Yeah, they had, like, this little bit of tartness, but it wasn't a bad tart. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked it. It was very go- good with, like, the texture of I the... I love grits. Yeah, you would have liked these. And then on the top, it had these, like, white daikon vegetables or something like that. They really complemented it very well. Yeah. And a burrata salad with green beans. It was very good. I would go back there. It was cute. I would recommend Everything's it. cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this one was fun to research because... You know, going to coffee shops is quite a big thing here, and I'm really fortunate that I've had some time this yeah. week and this month <laughs> to go to coffee shops and, like, really experience it. Like, to be able to experience Lodge today, like, the way I did was really special. I felt it was kind of magical. I wish I, I wish I was a little bolder enough to, like, tape it for like, all of you and, you know, like, videotape it, but I didn't want to ruin it. Well, it's definitely more fun to go to restaurants and stuff, like, on the off days. That's why it's like, yeah, if you work in a restaurant, you're going to have to work, you know, brunch on Saturday and Sunday, but then you have, like, a Monday off or a Wednesday off yeah. or some day that you can, like, actually go enjoy. Just walk right yeah. in, see the owners, like, walking around, serving yep, the exactly. food, asking me how things are. Those boys are cute. <laughs> 
Come here, everywhere. Lodge? At Lodge, yeah. yeah. Like, wow, I had Definitely. no idea. I also really love a breakfast sandwich. Have you ever been to Egg Slut? Yes, I have. But when I didn't th- get the sandwich. Did you get it there? I haven't. I've never been. Oh, I got well, something. What did you get? I got I something called the Slut. Okay, oh, it's like, you. yeah, <laughs> because, um, I don't know, somebody recommended it to me, but basically it's like a little teeny tiny jar, and it's got like whipped potatoes kind of like in the bottom, like a p- potato puree. Yeah. And um, then like egg, like on top of it, I think they like just probably just do like a mix of egg and then bake the whole thing, and then like probably in a water bath even, because the top gets kind of like custardy, like the egg on top yeah, of the yeah. potatoes, and then you like mix it all together and eat it, and they give you a like... Not biscotti, like a little the piece of toast that's like, like toasted. A yeah, 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 that's it. They give you like one for that. So yeah, to dip it in. Yeah, and is it good? It was good. Yeah, I I like, kind of feel like I missed out by not getting the sandwich because yeah. I know that's like really popular too. Yeah, I mean I've only seen the pictures. It looks really good, and I mean I uh, an egg sandwich. It sounds so simple, but why can't we find? I I haven't been able to find one in Los Angeles that is similar Seriously, to the make two dollar like so and much fifty money. cent market sandwich. It's just it's so simple. It's like eggs cost like twenty two cents. Like you. Yeah, I don't get it. You make and so much money off it. <laughs> I went to there's a new uh, cafe that just opened at the end of my street called Friends and Family. It's oh, on I've Hollywood heard of that. Boulevard. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard about it. It's like kind of hip and, you know, like the new place to get brunch. And I was pretty excited about it. And I had to grab a breakfast on the way to work one day. And I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to I'm gonna try the breakfast sandwich. Oh, my God. It was like $9 for a breakfast sandwich. And it was horrible. Oh, really? And I was so angry. Actually, it was more than $9. It was like 13 that's an expensive-ass breakfast was, sandwich, yeah. though. You need to see the that. The sandwich was $13. It was an egg sandwich, bacon, egg, and cheese. In New York City, that would be $2.50. And, and it, would it would be taste amazing. amazing. This one was like... What kind? Did it did it was on like sourdough bread. Yeah, it was on like fancy homemade bread, which I can appreciate that. That's cool, but I don't care. It shouldn't be $13. Yeah. And I will never eat there again. <laughs> But I do go there a lot to work <laughs> and, like, have a coffee yeah. or meet my inner combio. It's fine. So thank you, friends and family. That is lovely. You are lovely. I would like, yeah, I mean, it's. I just don't get it. I, You know, there's this, like, pop-up place that serves burgers in Hollywood that you have to, like, email and find out where they oh, do yeah? it. I feel like we need to have one of those for breakfast sandwiches. Oh, so <laughs> you fun. know, it's just, like, all the New Yorkers, Sunday, noon, Central Park, you know, like, mm-hmm. we'll be in Griffith Park. Ferndale. Really, really fun. <laughs> With some bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches or a sausage on a roll. Five bucks. We make so much money. I know. Anyways, uh, yes, breakfast sandwiches. Um, yeah. Have, what about Justa? Have you been there? Yes, it's so amazing. I really love it there. I How do. Can you I not love, love their it bagels. There? I love their smoked fish. What do you get when I you went go there? there um, the first time I went there, went by myself on an off day so there's like no crowd and it was yeah. just like so amazing and i got this um pastry and i can't oh the sans revolve it's called and i had never heard of it before and um it's a, i think a filipino dish traditionally but it's a cake and it's made of just layers of like thick meringue and then buttercream Oh and God. then, like, toasted salty cashews, like, spread on the whole thing. Wow. And there's, like, three or four layers of that. And then, like, it sits for a little while, so the flavors kind of, like, mush into each other. And the meringue gets, like, a little soft, but, like, not totally all the way. That's probably one of the best, like, pastries I've ever had was that wow. one from there. It was amazing. Have you ever and, made uh, it? Yeah. Yeah, I made it once. It was good. It wasn't 
as good as theirs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, delicious. And I got the um, the croak. Now, I always get these confused, which ones with ham and which ones just with the egg with the, like, uh... Oh, like croak madame or croak yeah. sore? I'm not sure either. Um, I got the one with no ham, but it was, like... A thick piece of sourdough toast, and then there was egg on it, and then all these fresh tomatoes that were yellow and orange and everything, and then um, some kind of cheese sauce on top. Oh, my God. That sounds good. Yeah. It was amazing. I, yeah, I'm not sure if I've ever had their pastries, but I always get their their bagels or their smoked fish. I like to make my own, like, smoked fish sandwich because I'm a Jew, and I miss that sort of food, (laughs) and it's so good there. Um, I actually have also had the chicken parm, but really? that's not I probably didn't even brunch. Know they... they have a chicken parmesan sandwich that is really good. I can't imagine anything so from there. Yeah, good. I mean, everything is good there. I love all those restaurants. Um, I've heard the new ramen place is really good, too. I haven't I'm been sure there yet. It is. It's in Silver Lake? No, on the from the guys from Justa. Right, but where is it's, it? Uh, so it's yeah, oh, in, right, in yeah, Venice, Venice area. Okay. Um, well, speaking of Venice, it's not really Venice, but Huckleberry. In Santa Monica. Have you ever heard of that or been there? That is very good. It's very much kind of like just uh, like along those lines, you know, where Mm -hmm. it's like everything's fresh and farm to table and it's really good. I would recommend it. Definitely a really good place to try for breakfast and lunch. Um, Yeah. Cool. What about Danishes? Do you make Danishes? Um, Not right now. I have. Basically, what is a Danish? It's a very similar process to making a croissant. You're going to want to do it with your layers. Um, usually there's egg in the dough for Danishes. And so I think that's like probably the big difference. It's like more enriched than a croissant dough. And um, so basically you have your like flaky, puffy layered dough, whatnot. You can do them in any shape, usually like a square with the middle like cut out. So there's like an indentation in the middle. And then um, <laughs> like a cream cheese filling yes. is like a traditional Let's filling. Let's talk about that cream cheese filling. But you can put filling. like jam or put you know slices of fruit or whatever you want on there let's talk about the cream cheese filling yes <laughs> how do you what make it, it? yeah <laughs> it's probably just cream cheese and butter and, and powdered sugar, sugar. Oh, yeah. yeah it's so good i do love i'm like trying sandwich. to remember it's been a while but yeah something along those lines um you can do them with the frangipan too and danishes i ate a lot of danishes not a lot but like you know that we had some jewish bakeries at, yeah. in houston that we would eat pick those up from Every once in a while, and they are good. I ate toaster strudels as a kid. Oh, yeah? I had Pop-Tarts. <laughs> but which is superior? <sighs> what do you think? Well, I've never had a toaster strudel, I don't think. A toaster strudel is, like, kind of trying to be a Danish, so it's got, like, the front and the back. It's like, more classy, isn't Pop-tart. it? Yeah, but the thing is, like, you know how Pop-Tarts are sometimes frozen? I'm not that frozen, but they're sometimes, like, a little bit harder in the middle because they don't, like, cook, like, all the yeah. way. The toaster strudels would still be, like, frozen in the middle because you, like, try and the like, ends would cook, but the middle just, like... And it's probably because it had more of a thicker crust. Yeah. It? Yeah. Like a pie. Like like a ham pie. Yes. Like like we talked about in our... <laughs> we did talk about so ham pies. So we could have talked about those. <laughs> they have a time and place right now, I suppose. Uh, yeah. I Again, I've, I've never really been into, like, sweets breakfast although i actually had some lucky charms the other night did you yeah there was some in my house my roommate brought it and i had a bowl and it was pretty good i would eat that uh, i do love a bloody mary yeah yes Ooh, what's the best brunch drink definitely a bloody mary yeah definitely and i make a really good bloody mary i have a secret but i can't tell y'all no it is. okay that's fine you. yeah i would like to have a bloody mary some party sometime That'd be really fun where has good uh, bloody mary's here um the four seasons in beverly hills <laughs> 
<laughs> they have a really nice little uh, like restaurant by the pool up on the roof. Oh, nice. And it's like covered in plants and it's beautiful and they have really good, delicious Bloody Marys and everything you eat there is really good. Uh, I'm so picky about my Bloody Marys because I don't like them to be like, ch- I don't like them to be chunky. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to um, inhale like a chunk of anything. Horseradish <laughs> or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Even though I like it spicy, but I prefer my spice to come from like, I pour my spice, like hot sauce mm-hmm. in or something. Yeah, there's no place for chunks in drinks. Yeah, it's just... I agree. Like when so you get the coconut like milk or coconut either. water that has the pulp in it too. Yeah, I well, can't... that one I don't mind too really? much for some reason. But yeah, do you, where do you know where do, has a good Bloody? I don't know. I know who has a good Bloody Mary actually, uh, Bottega Louis. Oh yeah, very That's expensive a... I'm drink, sure. but very delicious. And I have never had anything else there but that. I've had the macaroons, and um, I think they're they're fine if you want a macaroon. It's mm. like two seventy five each or something like that. So if you like want to buy like twelve to bring to somebody, it's like a lot. What it's are they like normally? $30. I've only had just now had my first macaroon ever. They're probably about that price anywhere in LA, I'm sure. And this place, like, obviously, like, sells like a lot tons of them. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to try them from here because I didn't think they had been sitting around for like a long time because like they'd be turning they, over. They turn over, yeah. And what? And you don't sound like you're very impressed. I mean, I just don't. I'm over the macaroon. Thing, you know, yeah. See, I mean, they were doing it. They were fresh. They were, you know, they did their thing. But um, so you wouldn't go back huh, for that. I would for something else. I would try. I work not far from there. So it's like I walk by and there's constantly there's a huge dining room in the back. Yes. And just the people watching there is amazing. It's guess, like so fun to say, like, are they on a first date? Are they an old married couple? Do they hate each other? They're tourists. They're tourists. And it's like very tourist heavy. Yeah, it is. Sorry. For those of you who don't know, Bottega Louis is... um. This huge old restaurant on the corner of Seventh and Grand in downtown Los Angeles, and it's French. It's a French bistro and mm-hmm. bakery, and it's like very tavernous and loud. And there's a bar, and it feels kind of like old New York. Very white walls, yes, high ceilings, yes, no yes, big decor except for like tuxedo kind of like outfits. Yeah, and- it's old. Um, yeah, and the people watching is there is mm-hmm. good there. I had a nice time drinking my very expensive Bloody Mary. It was, <laughs> sure. it was very entertaining. I did. I would do it again. It was good. I love Bloody Marys. I haven't I done know. that in a while, actually. Oh man, um, I also stopped by Proof Bakery. Have you been there? I have. Yeah. What do you What do you get there usually? Do you know? Well, I've only been once because it's been on so many lists of recommended bakeries and people have told me that they really, really recommend it there. So I went to check it out. Um, what did I get? I got a couple things and I got a slice of cake. It was like vanilla cake with like a passion fruit filling. Mm-hmm. It was a nice cake. It was beautifully put together. All the layers were even. It was cut perfect, you know, flavored nicely. Nice cake. And I got the chocolate croissant and proof bakery. Don't hate me. But like I wasn't blown away and I'll Really? Yeah. Uh, It tasted as it had probably been sitting around, um, and it might have been, but they should be able to go more than a couple hours, I think, without tasting like they'd been sitting around. Yeah. And um, for me, too, the butter, like, I just wasn't crazy about whatever butter that they used. Where's the best croissant you've ever had? Actually, like, this is really weird, but I stopped by this place in Buffalo when I went home to see my family last week, and um, I got an amazing uh, chocolate croissant at the Row House, and it's this... um, this old like townhouse that was converted into a restaurant and bakery so that one was in amazing Buffalo. yeah 
the reason I think it was so great is because like the top, like the outer layers were like crispy and like golden and kind of like shattered, but the inside was still really, really soft and there was layers. I like that. The one at proof, I found like it was just one texture the whole way through and there wasn't enough definition. Yeah. I don't know. That was just me. But. I love a good croissant with a cappuccino. Yeah, I used to go to, remember that Italian like bakery? I guess it was an Italian bakery and coffee shop in Williamsburg on, off the Lorimer stop. I would go there and get a croissant and cappuccino every once in a while. It's like Lorimer and, um, you know, like Mager or something like around there. It It, that place was good. Yeah. You know who has a good Danish in New York was uh, Bien Kui. It's in uh, Park Slope. Oh, I never. And um, yeah, they have croissants there and um, you know, sourdough bread and the whatnot. It's a cute like little tiny bakery, but their Danishes was amazing. It had some kind of candied sweet potato in it or something. Mm, Yeah. Amazing. Um, I have to say that I really did enjoy doing research for this, but I'm <laughs> glad it's over because I, I'm not a sweet person, but I, these, these things, these like pastries, especially in Los Angeles that are available, you know, are quite unique and special. Like, have you ever heard of a white miso queen Anne before? No, because, no, I haven't. And so like trying them was really good. That brioche thing that you were telling me about. Yeah. Like, that was really all so amazing and different, and I need to put an end to it. I know. I really want to stop, too. Um, one place I do want to go try the Queen of Mon is the Dominique Anzel Bakery that just oh, opened up yes. in the Grove. That's kind of yes. one of his things, except for the Cronut that he's known for is, like, making Queen of Mons. Yeah, that, that place is probably a scene. pastry king. Don't you think? Yeah. Probably hard to get into right now. It hasn't been open very long, No, has it? like, maybe just a month or two, right? Not long at all. And I know you mentioned, like, we're sick of, like, not sick of going out, but, like, I need a break from, like, the the eating and, like, all that stuff. And it's, like, a lot of the stuff, like, even if you want to make it at home, and, like, the same as, like, in restaurants, too, it's not made that day. Like, the bases are made before and frozen, or things are made, like, in pieces. So if you, like, you know, if, even if you feel like just making something and not eating it, like, go ahead and make your buttermilk biscuits, throw them in the freezer, you know, make your scones, make your chocolate chip cookies. All this stuff is kind of, like, planned out in the future and like people at home can do that too it's like you don't have to eat it all in one sitting or if you know you have like family coming over in two weeks like you can easily like plan a brunch for them and do it ahead of time yeah yeah that's one of the great things about brunch i think there's a lot of dishes that you can do like that yeah like like quiche which i'm not Mm -hmm. really a big fan of generally but it's a good thing to prepare if you're having people over um you could do like a Mexican scramble would stay warm or like a Mexican scramble, like casserole. Yeah. Like chilaquiles. Definitely. Yes. It's delicious. I love making that. Um. One of my friends um, introduced me to, hi, Mary, introduced me to the um, the strata, which is basically, have you ever had a strata? I don't think so. Basically, you take like bread. You can use a sourdough or a brioche or whatever you have that's old and stale and you layer it in your like casserole pan. And then basically do like a quiche mix, like your egg and your cream and, you know, whatever else you want in there. Pour it over so the bread like kind of condenses and kind of turns soggy a little, but the eggs like bake into like a salad. So it's like you let it sit overnight so it like presses down a lot. And so you get like this thick piece of like basically like sourdough with like egg bake mm, on it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I actually would like to get better at making um, like I want to bake eggs in a ramekin. Okay. But I, I overcooked them last time. And I think I was, am I supposed to put a little bit of water 
I was gonna say, if you overcooked it last time, next time I would try even like doing it in a water bath. And so that way it might, it might take forever, I'm not sure, but like that way it's a much more controlled environment. So, and what does that mean? How do you do that? So if you bake something in a water bath, like, you know, like a cheesecake or anything else that you don't wanna like curdle or bake too quickly, it'll like give it even temperature to yeah. bake in. And so your sides aren't gonna immediately like get hard and crack and your middle will be like raw. It'll be like a even, even. environment. Yep. So basically just take a pan bigger than whatever you're baking. Yeah. Put like an inch or so of water in it and um, put your pan that you want to bake, your ramekin, in the water bath. Okay. And then put it all in the oven. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. I'm going to try that. So this is episode nine. We are going to (laughs) do episode 10 and then take a little pause yeah. and like uh, maybe go on a diet for exactly a diet just regroup <laughs> so uh we will be back next week we are not exactly sure what our topic is going to be it'll just be yet. it'll be amazing though it will be amazing and if there's anything you want to hear us talk about or have any suggestions about um restaurants in los angeles or things you'd like to hear us talk about please email us at the toasted buns podcast at gmail.com and thank you so much for listening uh my name's tracy and i'm hope and, and we're, we're the, the toasted, toasted buns, buns.